Darn. Bob. Why was it so quick, bro? Let me give you a... Darn. Bob. From your chest. Darn. Bob. <laughs> man, turn up that volume, man. It's a it's an intervention session right here. It's it's a bromance right here. Yeah. Because I got... One, my, let me just... My best friend. Yeah. My main man. My, my right arm. The one that sticks closer than a brother. What? The one that does the the one that intercedes for me. Right. The one that bleeds for me. Right. Literally. The one that comes in clutch. The right. one that has so much. Mm. Mm. Don't do that. <laughs> hey man, I got Brian. What's up, y'all? Do I say your last name? I mean, Brian, yeah, my last name is Rivera, but people know me as Papa. Mm. So that's why I said Papa in the beginning. This is this is the founder of 180 testimony. Hey, to chill. That has <laughs> Yes. This, yeah. this is the founder, bro. Chill, chill. So that's, how, God, that's God. How has that been? Hold on, man. Me, open up. Man, so 180 Testimonies is just basically an Instagram account uh, all catered to uh, the testimonies of our generation, Generation Z. I feel like a lot of people, especially in our generation, are just miseducated about who Jesus is. Um, so I think to sort of uh, sort of change that narrative. Mm. I wanted to get people from this generation, and just basically just tell other people their testimonies. Mm. Um, I think it's important because who doesn't love testimonies, right? For real, they glorify God, they encourage people, and they also try to reach people from that are far from God. So uh, I got that going on. To God uh-huh. be the glory. That's all God's right there. That's not mine. It's God's. Wow. Um, I, yeah. Your testimony always gets me because we struggle with the same thing pornography right sure but you've been always able to say it and and tell it right and from the short time he was my leader right i was inspired by yours i'm like hey he can go up there and say like for real what he struggled with i'm like like how yeah bro i mean i've learned out of just experience and just experience of other people and experience of mine like if you don't kill your sin, it'll kill you. If you don't kill your sin, it'll kill you. Mm-hmm. And if you don't put your sin in front of you, and if you harbor it, it's going to kill you too, bro. Wow. So wow. out of a reverence for God, I'm always like, hey, this is what I struggle with. Um, I don't know, as a leader too, like I know I can hurt people, right? Mm-hmm. I know I know people look up to me. Um, but again... Right, if I don't kill it, it'll kill me. So every single day, I'm crucifying my flesh. Every single day. Wow. Um, excuse me. And um, I'm always, always uh, encouraging guys to be vulnerable about their struggles. Yeah. And you know, we could talk about that today. Just about just the value of having people uh, that you could tell your struggles to. Yeah. You know, invite your struggles to. Um, it's not my identity for sure. You know, yeah. but. This is something that I could I put my foot on. I put my foot over every single day. Amen. No, I there's definitely low-key like a lot of strength in a brotherhood. I'm just I'm speaking from male's perspective because obviously I'm a man. But finding the purpose and finding the comfort in having that friend and that brother you could go to and sit and in temptation and and just like just like in knowledge and wanting more wisdom on situations because you guys bury each other's, you know, when when you get so close to each other, you guys almost in a, in a sense bury each other's sin. Like, there's a certain type of thing where it's like, 
I feel the pain you're going through. Mm-hmm. I've, kn- I've known it before. I've gone through it. Right. And whether we're both struggling together or, you know, I've conquered sin and you're struggling, I, we're still able to benefit each, o- each other tremendously. And yeah. I think, low-key, that's how this relationship just, like, blossomed. Nah, for, you know? nah bro. So, like, a quick story about you. Can we? T- what are you gonna say? No, just okay. So nothing crazy. The though. first day we met, or not? Not even that before that. Go. So I don't even know how I started following you on Instagram. I think it was somebody shared something about you. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't remember. But I remember you posted very something very controversial. I think it was something about uh, you know something going on in the day and age in that time, maybe like 2020, 2021. Mm. I, I remember seeing it. It was about lo- loneliness. I think it was about that. About it was about purpose. For, I can go on my Instagram right now, but lone, it was definitely about loneliness in some way. Yeah. I don't. I don't. I think I. I don't remember what it was, but I remember feeling like, man, this it's it's cool to see, uh, people that look like me and my generation follow mm-hmm. the Lord, right? Um, so I I followed you and I I replied not replied I commented on your post and I'm like, man, this is really, no, you DM me. I did. I did. I DM'd you just to just encourage you, like, man, this is awesome just to see you striving in this way, right? Yeah. And uh it was it was awesome to see other brothers in Christ. Um mm-hmm. and then a couple of months later, crazy, I see you at my church, bro. Wow. Now how did I get there? Ah, man. Dude, I'm I'm I was never going to church, bro. Nah, for real. You that know. was your first time and you fit like a glove, bro. <laughs> like you you fit like you know, in that in that community of people, you felt like you were there for five years, but yeah. it was it was your first week there. You were like, "I'm here. Yeah. What's up?" I was definitely closed in, but yeah, I first day I came was the day before the youth retreat. Yeah, bro. Outside, y'all are hooping. Y'all, yeah. I dunk on the rim. Everyone like, "What you can dunk, yeah, dude? That thing chill, is not even full height. Come on, man." <laughs> okay, chill. You <laughs> nah. know, I'm five six. You can't. I can't say that. Bro. Nah, he's been attempting pretty pretty good. I got bad knees. I got bad knees. <laughs> <laughs> I got bad news. We're not talking about that. Man. Don't make fun of my head, bro. <laughs> but I saw him and, you know, talking and stuff and, you know, just youth retreat. But I think really what bonded us was um, the partner Devo. Yeah. During that bro. time. And you couldn't be there because you had to do yeah. things. Yeah. So, so, a little story about that. Um, so, when uh, there was a ministry that we were a part of, right? Um, and this ministry, uh, pastor of that ministry um, um what is how do i say it? she asked us to do partner devos which with the leader and a youth leader and a youth and that time i was leader and that time you were a youth wow which was crazy because you're only a year younger than me yeah um anyways so uh i remember me being paired up with you which was god right and us just talking about our assignment and then that leading into much more talk mm-hmm. and us being vulnerable Mm-hmm. Um, and I just remember you like I wasn't there, but I had confidence that you were gonna kill it. I yeah. knew you were gonna kill it, and I and you did, and you did. To be fair, yeah, it was okay. <laughs> it was man. I'll, I'll I'll give you that. You don't the, have to give that to yourself. The early I'll days, the early days of devotional days for me were. I mean, even Pastor could tell you, bro. It was yeah, closed in, but the message was there. But the act, the outward appearance was yeah. not. But yeah, it's a process. Bro. It definitely. Yeah, we're, I'm learning too. So I'm and. Low key, it's crazy how I be, be. I was only a leader with you for how long? About a year and a half. Wow, that was yeah. good. Those good times, bro. Good times, man. I mean, like we're still leaders, bro. 
Yeah. It's not it's not necessarily uh you know, stuck in a building or stuck in a ministry. Like, bro, we are leaders in our schools, we're leaders in our family, right? Yeah. And when I need advice I can call for you because no. your situation, even though maybe it's a little similar, is is different. Yeah. You know, so no. for sure, man. I think what when I look well what I learned from you, let's do that. What did we learn from each other? What I learned from Brian with his testimony, the way he was able to articulate it, I was never able to articulate what temptations I had following lust. Mm. Um, it was more of a mental, internal, just warfare that I was not able to describe um, and how it came up and everything. But I feel like seeing how you described it, what you encountered and what you faced and how you just, the warfare, how you were able to describe the warfare that was going on in your mind, I was able to take a reflective time too during that devotional time and just throughout and just see how I'm able to come to terms of me conquering sin and looking in hindsight now I'm able to better view from my outward position of the sin I struggled with but yeah I learned how to articulate what I went through and I feel like that's going to be a power to be used in sermons and you know devotionals and podcasts right but it's all because of seeing someone do it so much so close to you do it and you're like okay he brings uh, comfortability or vulnerability um, and, and boldness in that vulnerability, right? Yeah. So I can go and be bold and being vulnerable and articulating because it can help someone else too. You know, it's funny you say that just because like you say, I give you language for what you feel, right? Mm. In the same way, you do that for me. Oh, you man. do. You give me language for what... There's a lot of stuff that goes in my mind, you know, mm-hmm. um, but you help me organize my thoughts. I think that's the value of a brother, really. Um, in the same way that I'm bold, mm-hmm. I can learn from you in your gentleness. I think you're probably the most gentle man I've ever met. Wow. And that says a lot. Wow. Um, I learn from, I can learn from you just because I can, I can tend, again, this is me being transparent. I could tend to be too bold mm. and tend to be a little hard headed when it comes to truth. Yes. Um, you do a good job of, of giving truth and grace. So I learn from you and always using my tone and being gentle and being meek because people can take advantage of that gentleness. Mm-hmm. People can think, oh, you're just so frothy and so soft. Like yeah. you're like a sponge yeah. or like a, you know, a, I don't know, a pudding or something like that. Yeah. But you're soft, you're, 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 you're uh, gentle when you need to. And you're aggressive when you need to. Yeah. Not was first Bible verse of the episode, but knowledge puffs up, but love edifies, mm-hmm. right? So you got to be able to have, and even, I talked about this on my the most latest um, interlude, but First Corinthians 8, where it talks about our knowledge, our, lack, our, our more of knowledge can stumble somebody else. Mm-hmm. Right. So we have to be careful with the way we articulate things and the way we put things on people because they're not all going to get it. But the love that Jesus Christ has shown, everybody's going to receive that. Right. So I think I've had to really come to terms with how I'm going to embody Christ in my school. Right. Where I work. And then also with the youth. Right. Knowing that they are going to see love. They have to see love from me. They have to see um, Christ-like images in front of them so that they are able to go and see God for themselves. Right. Right. So, yeah. I mean, I, I just, there's a word that's called uh, reciprocity. 
And it's basically just me giving you something and you giving me something. And it's mm-hmm. this ongoing thing, right? Mm-hmm. When it comes to a relationship with God, there is no reciprocity there in the beginning. Mm-hmm. God came to us first when we didn't do anything. Yeah. And he's still doing something right now. Um, when it comes to relationship, brotherly love, um, Philadelphia is, is the Greek word for it. Mm. I mean, Philadelphia is the city of brotherly love, but Phila is that, that word, the prefix for that word. It means brotherly love. Uh, mm. love. Um, there's a reciprocity. Like, I have to, it had to maintain this relationship with me and you, mm. right? I have to do the work and reach out and I have to do the work and uh, just uh, really call and text and communicate. Yeah. Um, I think we could, we could talk a little bit about that, about how we maintain our relationship even through, you know, uh, distance and stuff like that. But I think it's very, very important to maintain this relationship because on the bottom of it is the gospel. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I agree. Um, in terms of relationship with us, right, that constant communication and just looping us into our daily lives, FaceTime calls, you know, all that. But just also with, I feel like when we have a relationship with God, one, we're able to come to each other better, right? Uh, with more wisdom, knowledge, um, able to give more direction in different paths in our lives and just bond with each other and just be in the gap for each other in prayer, right, spiritually, um, what makes it easier to do that? Well, like you said, um, crucifying our flesh daily or offering ourselves as a living sacrifice, those two concepts, right? And just how we're, we're able to do that daily with God, we can daily just give to each other, Bible-related, socially-related, whatever in whatever way, God really guides us to actually be each other's, like, strong arm. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, bro. I think... Um like I, like I said, the foundation of our relationship is the gospel. The gospel, man. Like, the fact that God saved us even in our sin, mm-hmm. despite us doing nothing and us being still in sin. Yeah. And we have something in common, bro. Yeah. That gospel, man. And even though we received it in a different way because of the, just our sin is similar but different in when you go into direct but just the gospel is the foundation of a relationship knowing that we've both received christ we yeah. both find our purpose and what he's done on the cross and our redemption from the cross and walking together and saying and always keeping ourselves accountable of like that's what who we're doing it for yeah. it's for the glory of him or when we have an idea or something that's what you're doing it for right just redirecting our steps back to where we were saved back yeah. to the starting point Right, never getting lost at that starting point. Or, um, again, me and you have a common thing, common mm-hmm. testimony about how we were bound by pornography, and now you know pornography doesn't have a hold on us anymore. We're, we have authority over it. God has given us authority over it. But, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, us being, it, us indulging in that over so many years has sort of changed our minds a lot. Right, it can we can still have those those tendencies and the culture really can start to pull us in. I wanted to talk to us. I wanted to talk to you about uh how you know I'm I'm very transparent with you mm-hmm. and I tend to compliment you a lot. But other people might think that's homo uh, uh what's the word? Homo- gay. I mean gay. Really Man, gay. It's called bromance for a reason, bro. <laughs> Dude that let me just stop you right there. Cause I feel like I gotta pull up the 
the verse now. I don't know the verse off the top of my head. But the one with one sticks closer than a brother. Yeah. That verse hits so home with well, you don't have it. Well, there's no camera, but I'm pointing at him. Right. Right. He's pointing at me. <laughs> like it just hits so home because it's like I don't think I've ever encountered someone where I looked at them spiritually mature and just was in the respect and loving way and, and received like the way you were chasing after God. Because although I was doing the same in my respective way, your outward appearance made it more captivating for me. You feel me? A lot of people are low key about their salvation and stuff, but the way you chase God as a leader and as just in that, in that area, I saw you thrive. Right. And that's someone I wanted to get closer to and acquainted with, but it's not, man, that, that mug ain't gay. It's not gay because like, <laughs> it's not like, gay. like it's not, it's just that love that we have. What's the people, what's the two guys that had David and Jonathan, David and Jonathan. The Bible says that they had a love even deeper and more better than any women, any woman that David had. Now people could take that out of context and people mm-hmm. could misconstrue that doing the work of the enemy really did the For work real. of the devil mm-hmm. and say, well, they had a, they were gay, basically. They had a gay relationship. Gay, but it's not. You you have to look at how God made the God made the earth. Mm-hmm. God made the universe. He created us for a community. And what the what what culture has done in it is uh, distorted men's relationship to the point that I can't even compliment it, compliment you and say, "You man, you look good today," mm-hmm. and without it being uh, gay. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to find a better word for gay, really. But I keep on saying Homo sapien. It's not even a. It's not even a. I'm a homo. That's that's a human being. <laughs> Anyways, uh, go ahead. I know what you mean. The reason why I bring that up is just because it makes me so angry. Mm-hmm. Like those same people that say that really struggle with relationship altogether, man. Yeah. I can't be as close to you like that, like that, because it's gay. Mm-hmm. Like no. We we're called to love one another, and of course there's boundaries, right? Yeah. But don't let culture distort your mind to the point where it'll hinder you yeah. from having a same gender relationship, not in a uh, a romantic way, but in a friendship way, yeah. man. Um, and it just made me real mad because I wish I would have known that before Christ because I would have had a lot more good relationships mm-hmm. um, in before Christ. And I probably would have, um, it probably would have delivered me a long time ago, honestly, man. Mm. You know what I mean? Um, but I think the church, just because the church has shown that a lot, shown that love for, love for one another mm-hmm. in terms of, excuse me. I just had Popeyes, y'all, and my my stomach is beatboxing right now. Popeyes is top ten. I mean, there's no. I'm mean, not. It's not, is not the base show, bro. We, you know, you're right. Church's chicken is number one. I never had church's chicken. Anyways, <sighs> you're not Christian. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, bro. Whatever. Um, but yeah, I just I just been so frustrated, and I think the church has been like, done a good job of you know highlighting what needs to be highlighted. So what do you think? What do you think about that? Are you frustrated with that too? I'm. I just don't think they got. There's a verse where 
shoot, every time I think of verse, I, I get mad. Mm-hmm. But just a verse of trying to explain things to non-believers that they won't get. Yeah. They won't get the brotherly love that is in Christ, that is founded on the foundation yeah. of dying, Jesus dying on the cross. Mm-hmm. And that bond, and that what Christ, what that bond in Christ can make with two people. Like Christ bonds people together because yeah. we have a common point of where we found wrong in our life and where we switched. And with a lot of other relationships, you kind of kind of have to piggy around and say, what'd you struggle with this stuff? But when you know someone is a Christian, genuine, working out their salvation, yeah. you know that they've already struggled in going through sin, conquered sin, whatnot, but you know that they have struggled and you don't have to feel like you're stepping on any toes, right? And there's no stepping on toes when I ask Brian about um, um, his struggle. There's no stepping on toes when he asks me about my struggle because he knows that we value each other's friendship and there's no th- and he knows there's growth behind the wisdom I've gotten from it and vice versa. Yeah. And even if we, like, unintentionally hurts, hurt each other, mm-hmm. like, we understand that we're human and we said something yes. out of pocket and mm-hmm. we didn't like that. So mm-hmm. we talk about it. We don't gossip about each other. We don't treat each other like, oh, this dude is stupid. Mm-hmm. Even though we do make stupid decisions. Right? <sighs> it's because it's 12 a.m. Right, exactly. <laughs> don't ever do anything after 12 a.m., yeah, bro. don't, bro. You want advice right now? This... You want to hear Don? Don said what? not to do anything after 12 o'clock. You just said that. And I also said that. And it's, it's very the... true. It's, it's true, bro. You get thoughts and... That's a good accountability right there. Oh, yeah. You know what we just said when we said something stupid at 12 a.m. past 12 a.m.? It's 12 a.m., bro. Yeah. We just, we, set, we just set the timer like, yeah, you're right, bro. We had that last night. <laughs> <laughs> we did. We did. But, I, I mean, you're the righteousness of Christ just like I'm the righteousness of mm-hmm. Christ. And I have to not be bitter about anything because bitterness leads to a lot of irrational decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, Jealousy, strife, anger. So, so when I when I don't like something you do, I tell you like, bro, mm-hmm. I didn't appreciate that, and you say, oh, that's cool, you know, yeah. I understand that. I'm sorry, I did that. Same thing with me. I probably yeah. I, I probably apologize more than you, honestly, because yes, I, I he said yeah, you do. <laughs> yes, you have. You know, um, but I feel like I, dang, well, I, well can, our relationship has been pretty solid, bro. You would think that we've been friends for like. Years, years, bro. But no, we, but we've nah. been friends for like maybe two. Yeah, close to two. You know, um, but yeah, bro. I just, I'm really grateful for you. Um, I'm just, I'm grateful that I have a friend in you. I think this episode is really just, you know, the title of the video is called Bro Man, or title of the podcast is called Bro Man. Yes, right. So, you know, I hate saying podcast. I always say volume, but I always make mistakes. Interesting. Volume, man. Title of this volume is Bromance, but Interesting. describe the current position you are. If you could articulate, put a picture to it, the current position you are in your walk of salvation. Indulge. Right yeah. Um, right now, I'm in a season where I am getting out of the bubble that I mm-hmm. once was in, and I'm reaching and I'm trying to create more relationships in Christ. Mm-hmm. I know this is exactly what we're talking about right here, right? This is a relationship right here. But I'm trying to create more relationships in Christ. I'm trying to see God in a new way every day. I think, one, uh, I think, and you see this in me, God has given me a teaching gift, right? God has given Amen. me a preaching gift. Um, I think the, the the mistake that I did when I was younger 
which was maybe like last year. (laughs) (laughs) So babes in Christ, bro. Whatever. The growth is crazy. Well, last year, two years ago, really was, I used to think the height of my spiritual walk was me uh, with a mic Mm. in front of lights, in front of a congregation, preaching my guts off. Wow. But God has corrected me and God has rebuked me. And he said, nah, bro, the height of your spiritual walk is when you're with me in the private and when you're killing sin. Wow. When you're killing your flesh. Yeah. Um, and I took that and I ran with it and I'm that's where I am right now. So what I'm doing right now is I'm working on my closet. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I can relate to that heavily. Um, I've been in a closet for a pause. Gee. <laughs> this is what, what we just talking about. Come on, bro. Look, nah. <laughs> I've been in my closet private time since what? Junior, soft. Be, end of sophomore year, beginning yeah. of junior year of high school till when I came to church, what was it, two years ago? Mm-hmm. Um, and God just preparing me and giving me wisdom and stuff. And, you know, struggling with sin, of course, and pornography. Um, but that was a different part of my life. And that position of, that I was in my life was just distressed, very distressed, mm-hmm. waking up and accepting defeat. Um and that sin is going to conquer me that day. Um, but now, the position I'm in, I mean, I drew it in my notebook, but you can see it. They're not going to see it. Mm. But that's the position I'm in right now. It's a tabernacle. Mm. And this dude is an artist. That's that. That's my tabernacle. I can really right draw there. stick figures. This dude is drawing. He's Picasso. <laughs> I, I scratched that hey, one. Hey, I like it, Picasso. <laughs> said that who said that it was just a video i saw oh yeah i like it picasso picasso yes dude but that's the position i'm in and it's just a picture of me in that sanctuary and that tabernacle of my heart and literally me just dwelling i see always when i'm praying in worship i'm on my knees i'm i'm my my face in my palm just in the rest position with the lord that picture and it's almost like as if I'm covered because God is setting me aside to do something differently, you know? Yeah. And that's the position I'm in just because of recent events, again, in my life where God has confirmed me of a vessel of gold. Vessel I, of what? Gold? Yeah. Interesting. That's the scripture where it's like God has, I think it's Second Timothy where God says that he's made vessels of wood and clay, but then some of gold and silver. Interesting. And just how God has, I'm accepting that God is trying to use me. Yeah. And I've tried to put myself back and I kept myself away and saying, ah, I'm probably not going to preach. I'm probably not going to do this. Scared of what people might think or how I might look or look fake in my walk or anything. And it's just like God is just through, again, prophetic word, all these things. It's just how God is setting me apart to do something good mm-hmm. and to do something for the glory of him. And God is telling me to just take hold of that, not to be prideful in it, to take counsel and seek counsel and to be humble in the fact that God is using me. Yeah, bro. And, yeah. Yes, I think one thing that I really like about you is that you're consistent. Mm. And I think I learn a lot from you when it comes to that. And when it comes to your private time, I, I, I can either do two things. I can be intimidated Mm-hmm. By by certain areas where you're better than me at, mm-hmm. 
or I can come alongside you and say, okay, what do you do? Because I'm mm-hmm. trying to get like that. Yeah. Um, and I, that's what I've done. I've been, okay, this is, there's nothing to be intimidated by. I'm not in the judgment seat anymore. The verdict is already set on me. I'm not going to hell. I need to kill my ego. And yeah. I need to ask this dude, okay, what does he do? Um, and, and, you, I, and I always ask you, what yeah. do you do, bro? Yeah. And it's helped me for sure. No, but even in the word, it says that this is not a race against others. It's a race against us, right? Mm-hmm. We're, we're, we're racing, we're walking, we're running this race for ourselves. Yeah. Against ourselves, against our flesh, not against the other Christian, right? God is using us in different ways and... I see in Brian that I seen you, bro, referring to you in the third person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was, I seen you the way you fellowship and the way you talk and articulate God's word and, you know, and the background information and these things. I looked at that and say, how much dwelling has he done? How much background has he done? That And it encourages me. I don't look at it as a, man, I got to know more than Brian. Absolutely not. Of a, I look at it as more of I have to learn from him and he needs to, to like those things where you do where you just break down the word. On some like theolo- theological yeah. stuff, bro. I'm like, oh, man. you gotta indulge in that, bro. But nah, like, even my this is not tangent, but even my lock screen, it has the names of God. And I low key, then I was like, low key, I'm doing this. And I and I honestly felt I like doing that because I've seen you talk about like different names of God and articulate them. So I'm like, okay, I'm gonna put this in my view so that. Just like how Brian has, I'm going to just go and look and try to go through each one and see which one impacts me daily and where it falls in my walk with Christ. Yeah. I think for me, like, the most important thing for me is biblical literacy. Biblical literacy is... Explain. Biblical literacy is basically just you um, really just having knowledge of the Bible the correct way. I think a lot of people read the Bible in an incorrect way. Um and it can be very dangerous, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. If I look, I took a history class last semester. Um, and in this class, I looked at a lot of things that happened in history, and it was backed up by the Bible in an incorrect way. Slavery, for example. Mm. Oh, my goodness. Slavery was backed up by, by Scripture in an incorrect <sighs> way. They used Scriptures out of context yeah. to manipulate slaves to do work for them mm-hmm. um and i just took that and I'm, and I'm like man if they only knew the importance of biblical literacy how to read the bible correctly mm-hmm. they wouldn't have been shambled up bro yeah yeah they would have been convicted by god yeah um and um i think it's just important to learn teach that to our generation because mm-hmm. what happens in our generation is people they deconstruct from the faith well, let me, like, even just the things that Jesus did, culture or people would take things that Jesus said, yes, should not judge, completely flip it, mm-hmm. completely. Yeah. And the thing of take the speck out of your eye or take the log out of your eye so you can see the speck in your brothers and just, like, they take that part and say, don't judge completely. When it's just like, if we, that speck of sin in our life is not talking about, we can never fully erase sin from our life. We are stumbling daily in the little things and the big things and the things that you don't notice and the lies and the white lies and whatever it is. God sees our heart and we stumble in those things. And to think that we can fully take that log of sin out of our own eyes and say, okay, now I'm good is complete like 
blasphemy, then why do you need Jesus for it, right? I think when Jesus said that part of taking the log out of your eye, it's going to him and trusting in what he's done on the sin, on the cross for your sin. That's the log that's not in your eye because the Holy Spirit breaks the strongholds of sin every day in your life, right? So the initial sin death is taken out of your eye. Now you can see you're struggling with the same thing. Let me show you Christ. Let me take that log out your eye. Not the thing of sin and fully taking sin out of your life. So that's that's what I feel like culture has done is take that verse and say, don't judge me, man. Yeah, unfortunately, that's what they've done. I think we need to do the work of that too. But I think this is a good segue into the main subject, which is relationships. Like when we talk about do not judge, right? The Bible actually tells us to judge the church. Mm Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, not, not necessarily judging the world because they what, what's the good yeah. in that? What's the good, right? That's yeah. what Paul says in Paul, 1 Corinthians. Exactly. But, like, the one thing I like about our relationship is that uh, before we judge each other, which we're supposed to do, mm-hmm. right? Jaden, I asked Jaden, Jaden, I need you to judge me. Mm-hmm. I ask, and, but before he does that, he, he gains understanding first. You gain understanding first. Uh, judgment without... Judgment without understanding is assumption. Mm-hmm. And assumption Bar. is the lowest amount, the lowest, uh, it's the stupidest thing you can do, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, but what you do before you give a judgment off of a situation in my life, mm-hmm. a circumstance, or just my character, you ask me, what am I feeling? What What led me to that decision? What in scripture did I come to that decision? Uh, what in scripture... That uh, what led me to that mm-hmm. in, in, in my relationship. Yeah, because um, yeah, honestly, in relationships, you go to someone and they're like, I want to do this, period, boo. Go do, go do you or do whatever yeah. makes you happy and yeah, stuff. Bro. But you got to actually, like, sit down. It's like, what, what made you come to this conclusion? Like, yes. what, what did you go through that made you think you can think like this? And he challenges me, too. And it's like, what makes you think of that ideology is right? Personal, I won't get it. You know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just like. Specific, specific things like what makes you think that though like where do you see that at and he and you do a good job of even reminding me because i'd be free it's not that i even forget it just i don't pay attention to it and when i know god speaks to me sometimes i rub it away and he reminds me like didn't god tell you this when you were fasting didn't god tell you that and just um making me like recollect the memory in my mouth okay god did talk to me about it. okay it is coming okay so let me stop thinking like that and just that redirection point and that comes with relationship right i'm not gonna assume anything about brian because i have a relationship about him i have understand that understanding right i have the background information i need about brian and what he's been going through recently and the walk he's in and then when he comes to me with something i still ask him so that he can even have that reflection point of himself like okay i did go through that and i do know that and i'm okay i'll come to clue yeah okay you know i'm not ready let me take that time you know so man I, i i'm grateful because you're not a yes man to me. Yeah, man. You're not. I I need I need no men in my life. Mm-hmm. People who are gonna say no, nah, bro. I don't think that's it. Nah, that's not God right there. Because, mm-hmm. bro, like, without community and without no's, and we would be. In, I would be. In, I'd, I'd be. I'd honestly, bro. I'd have ten kids by now. Bro. <laughs> Bro, I this is legit. I'm not. I'm, I'm maybe not ten. Maybe like one. Five. But it no. Like this is this is Don. This is volume Don, right? Yeah. This is the pot. This is this is the pod. Yeah. Let's be real. Like I would 
I would be just in a lot of sticky situations if you didn't say no. Yeah. Um, and it's not just you with Xander. Xander's our other friend too. Shout, hey, out, man. shout out Xander. Shout out Xander, bro. Xander. How are you, bro? <laughs> he, he must he's listening to us in his car uh, or in his room. Uh-huh. Xander's a boxer too. Don't play with him. Yeah, bro. I, I, I bet money on Xander every single day. Yep. Floyd Mayweather who? <laughs> Xander Cardona. Xander Cardona, bro. Xander Cardona. Come on, man. Don't play with it, Prince, bro. Yeah. But yeah, man, I, I thank you for, you know, just uh, gaining understanding before you make a sound judgment on me, man. So. Yeah. so, wrap up. Let me tell you something, man. If you, I just, I want to pray God blesses you with a friend a brother or a sister that is able to give you that no, that no, um, is able to exemplify Christ-like and show a way that maybe you're struggling in your walk so that you can pick up on it too. And that you guys sharpen each other. Iron sharpens iron, right? And that you guys fall in love with each other and by the way Christ has impacted both of you. Yeah. More of the story. Yeah. I mean, what I'll say is, just to encourage you guys, if you're listening to this, I know you're listening to this, but if you're still here, uh, get invite people into your struggles. Mm. That is the best way you can defeat the schemes of the enemy. Wow. Is if you invite people into your struggle. Amen. You can also fight the, fight the schemes of the enemy if you allow people to judge you, but you can discern what is from God and what is not from God mm-hmm. by the way they try to understand you. Amen. Wow. You know what I mean? Um, and if these people hurt you, they're human too. Yeah. You know, they make mistakes too. Um, if they're receptive to your correction and if they're receptive from to your apology or from their apology, then continue that relationship and just work at it. Mm-hmm. This takes time. This takes effort. Um and who knows? You might be on a podcast with your friend. When <laughs> how we are right now. But the link is in the bio. The link is in the bio. <laughs> hey man, it's been done. It's been press it. Press it. It's been done. Hey yo, let me. I'm not loving you. Yeah, I want. Okay, let me stop. Heck, you know. It's late. <laughs> Done. <laughs> 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 <laughs>